Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 3PL Summit. Welcome back. I'm Thomas Wasson, trucking expert here at FreightWave. Super excited to be talking with Justin Murphy, EVP of Claims at Loadshore. We're going to talk about the impacts of cargo claims and what that means for third-party logistics providers. Uh, you know, a lot of folks like to highlight the fact that uh, moving the loads, what do you do if it messes up? Uh, going to be welcoming Justin. Justin, pleasure to have you on. Super excited to talk about this. It's something that uh, you know, you feel like you don't pay a lot of attention to until you need to. And then by the time you do, it's almost like you wish you had a plan. <laughs> yeah, you're dead right. And it's great to be here and uh, talk to you guys about a subject that, you know, I'm passionate about. So thank you for inviting me. So talking about from the beginning, for folks who are not as familiar with what claims are and how they, what are cargo claims and how they frequently occur? And what do 3PLs usually deal with in this regard? Well, there's such a wide range of pinch points in the distribution chain, as we all know, combined with multiple stakeholders um, to move cargo from A to B. So claims are sadly inevitable. Um, but claims come in all shapes and sizes, but typically the sort of claims we see at Lowshore that concern our 3PL partners are basic damage to cargo during transit caused by mishandling, accidents, pure loss of cargo where it disappears, um, delay in delivery if the cargo is not delivered within the agreed time frame. Um, incorrect documentation if the 3PL fails to provide the correct documentation or make errors in the documentation, the claim will result. Pure theft, um, which is obviously a big concern in the logistics industry, with certain areas in North America more prone than others, um, and around ports, transportation hubs. Florida, excuse upon being a hotbed of organized crime activity these days. Um, down to improper packing temperature control damage for refrigerated cargo claims and customs issues where 3PLs, you know, must ensure that the cargo meets all custom requirements and there's no delays and claims uh, do not ensue. I always feel like the most fun places, Florida, LA, you know, parts of Miami and Florida, Atlanta, they're also hotbeds for organized crime that steals the cargo. Is that something where if you're a 3PL and you're shipping something out of those locations, do you have to pay much more attention to have a claims uh, you know, system in place in the event that something unlikely does get stolen? Yeah, 100%. And you know, at Loadshore, um, we leverage a lot of data, look for hotspots, um, certain trends. Um, but Florida, for example, you know, it's been a hotbed for, for cargo theft, unfortunately, for quite a long time. The law enforcement agencies down there do not have a great budget. Um, and cargo theft is sadly very low on their list of priorities. So it makes having adequate systems and adequate insurance coverage in place essential so that you're not, your financial loss is met. I was Because the police won't investigate. <laughs> they're not going to look at it. They're just going to take a report and say, take it up with the insurance, right? That's it. You'll get a crime number and then they'll go and fight some real crime, as they would say. I was, um, we had someone that did some reporting on cargo claims, or I mean, like thefts earlier. There was like a report that was released. And uh, that was one of the crazy things was that uh, for people who steal the cargo, they also have a wish list. And so they'll park outside of distribution centers and try to figure out which one has the energy drinks because maybe their, their clientele needs a lot more energy drinks. And so if you're driving into a facility, you got to pay close attention because maybe someone's going to follow you out. Well, 100%. A lot of this theft is in-house. They're tipped off. You know, it's, it's inside jobs, and they do. They, they park around, you know, transportation hubs, uh, large facilities, and wait for the trucks to come in and out. They know the daily routines. 
and they steal to order. Um, as I say, there's not a large police activity in this area, so it's very hard to stop. Yeah, it's, uh, I've noticed that with accidents too. In a lot of departments now, uh, they'll just uh, they'll even send an officer, or they'll just make you write the information. So it's really hard from an insurance and claim standpoint because a lot of times you used to be able to get someone there physically to write it, and now it's uh, I, I guess it's outsourced for saving time or manpower issues. Uh, you you simply just won't have the work put in. Talking about other claims as well, OSD is one of my uh, favorite words: overages, shortages, and damages. Uh, is that something where you're a 3PL, you finally landed a new customer, they happen to be beverages. Uh, what what should you be worrying about? Because I've seen a lot of stories from uh, foods and beverage companies in terms of uh, this customer may be good, but now the claims start right, packing up and then it turns out it's not good. OS&D um, in food and beverage, food and beverage being the number one um, commodity that is subject to, to theft and loss and shortage and damage for obvious reasons. Um, OSND, as you've said, over short and damage. These are claims that you know fundamentally come from the carrier um, who will file against the shipper or the free PL if the car- if the cargo is damaged. Um, if it's over, they receive more goods than's listed on the bill. If it's short, and sometimes if it's damaged and short. So if you're a shipper or receiver who receives a notice um, from a carrier claim for damage for OSND. You know, it's vitally important to investigate the claim thoroughly and determine whether it's valid, first off. This will involve reviewing, you know, shipping documents, inspecting the goods, and gathering evidence evidence to support your, your position. If you believe the carrier's claim is invalid, you would dispute this and you will file a counterclaim. Hence, it's always good to have claim professionals on your side who will back you in this and take over this process. So to address these issues, I would say it's vitally important for free PLs and shippers to have effective processes in place for managing claims, um, which includes promptly documenting any damages or issues that arrive or occur during transportation, taking photos, videos, the time of delivery, um, so that you are prepared in, in the strong likelihood that a claim for food and beverage um, will occur. My favorite are potato chips. Uh, when I was a broker, we had to deal with uh, certain routing for potato chips, and they had to go away from the mountain elevations because if you didn't pay attention, the bags would inflate and they would explode. Let's say that happens in the carrier. You send, you do all your part as a broker. You tell them they have to take a specific altitude routing for it and the potato chips explode. Is that wh- What are the next steps? Do you, do you have to file it against the carrier? Does the carrier file it against me as the broker? How do I kind of handle my exploding yeah, bag of What chips? would happen is, um, you know, if we're talking from a low shore perspective, from a shipper's interest um coverage point, which is what predominantly load shore, um, the area we operate in. If you had a claim in that instance, if you didn't have shippers interest cover, you'd have to claim against the carrier and carriers cover is notoriously, um, short on limitation, short on coverage, and you'll be tied up in claims for months. So if you've got a shippers interest cover, you'd advise us, we would go against the carrier. We would handle that process for you. We would uh, reimburse you almost immediately and then try and get the claim money back from the liable party, which in this case would be the carrier. So it all depends on the level of cover you have, as opposed to just relying on the carrier's um, cover, which, as I say, is notoriously difficult to, to get your money back. And looking at types of coverage as well, I, I'm starting a brokerage right now. I've got my surety bond, I've got my basic insurance. 
Is that something where I need to look into until I can hire clients having that extra insurance to save me that kind of time? Because I've had an instance where uh, coils, so like a customer that ships coils, you ship them on a flatbed, they were tarped, you drop them off, and a month later, the customer calls and says, my coils are rusted, it's totally your fault. They've been sitting at a yard. You know, are those instances where it pays to say, okay, we'll just talk to my claim provider instead of me having to like deal with all the nuts and bolts? Yeah, 100%. At Loadshore, that's the service that we offer. Um, we don't want to leave our cleaners hanging. We don't want to leave them in the weeds uh, with the carriers trying to fight for their claim because you'd have to prove negligence of the carrier, again, which is traditionally very difficult. Uh, shippers' interest policy wouldn't ask those questions. We pay first then we go against the carrier. So in the instance that you've mentioned, I think you said steel coils, um, which, you know, from a carrier's perspective, it's trying to establish where that damage happened. Um, If we're talking about um, that it's claims filed after the fact or not noted upon delivery, then this is always a very difficult area because unfortunately it goes about saying it's a lot more problematic to investigate a claim after the fact. Um, So... For loadshore claimants, we advise them to notify us as soon as possible and we'll take over the stress of pursuing the carrier and getting your money back. And so like saying, for instance, as well, preventing claims and uh, getting proactive. If you are a customer that's hauling certain things or your broker working with certain carriers, is that where it also comes into play saying, hey, take a picture of this stuff when it's loaded, uh, if you can look at it or make it note that it said that driver was not able to inspect the product prior to the door was closing are those kind of proactive steps then that when something happens on the other end because i've seen this with shippers what they'll do is they'll say driver has to inspect it but then we'll let the driver inspect it and it may not have been strapped correctly or load bars were put in place and then they'll file a claim against the carrier even though it could have been the shipper's own internal thing is that something where you want to try to get proactive and try to have that extra stuff on hand in the event preemptively dealing with the claim like oh i've already got my pictures yeah, exactly. You know, we encourage claimants, and I'm sure other claims providers do, for um, our claimants to be fully educated on the level of cover, the information required, getting the delivery note stamped, getting the delivery note noted if there's any exceptions upon delivery. But you can also take steps to limit claims um, prior to the transit. Um, we'd always suggest carrier vetting is vitally important to free to PL. Sure, you're working with a reputable carrier. Um, also identified specific customer requirements, depending on the commodity being being uh, hauled. Um, ensure that there's proper packaging for that commodity, so that it can withstand the rigors of the road haulage transit. Um, also having regular quality control checks, uh, which help identify potential issues before they become problems. And moreover, and this would be a common thread through claims management, is effective communication which is critical to minimizing the risk of claims for all parties. Um, so by taking these preemptive steps, shippers and free PLs can minimize the risk of claims and ensure that the cargo is transported safely and efficiently well, as far as possible anyway. Looking at care of vetting, what are some good signs and what are some red flags and what are some green, so- green flags or good signs of a carrier when you're looking to see if you can trust them with sensitive cargo? Yeah, of course. I think... In our industry, it's it's hugely important um, that they can verify they have um, adequate insurance in place. Um, look at their safety record. 
and ensure that they comply with all regulations. Um, you know, a lot of theft claims and identity uh, thefts are down to carriers not being vetted, turning up to pick the load, having false ID, the load is released to the carriers and they disappear. So I think, you know, with the data out there at the moment and technology as it is, it's very easy to vet carriers and red flags will soon become apparent. Well, that's what reminds me of like sealing and securing the load. Sometimes these seals are literally just plastic little uh, plastic locks that you put on the back of a trailer. You could have $100,000 worth of cargo on that thing, and it's only secured by a load lock or a load seal. Uh, is that something where when you're talking with shippers and uh, brokers and carriers, is there anything proactive that uh, you can do before you tender the load, making sure that, you know, don't stop at this place or this one restaurant always has people who break into my trailers, like any kind of things like that to provide more data? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, that comes down to risk management, um, quality management, and knowing your route, knowing your customer, knowing your commodity, and knowing your geographical um, area and limitations and looking for hotspots. As I said earlier, Loadshore, we leverage the data that we receive in our portal so we can identify the areas and we can enter into risk management programs with our partners, with our shippers, with our free PLs. So they're aware of the potential issues and they can put in measures to avoid them and limit their claims uh, volume, which is, is what it's all about and keep their bottom line uh, moving along nicely. And uh, kind of coming around, tidying things up here as well. Uh, final thoughts for folks who are in the 3PL industry. They're normally just salespeople. They're only focused on getting the customer. What are some of the most important things that they should look at to get started and trying to wrap their head around the back end, which is what happens when it goes wrong? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um, and we would encourage 3PLs to work with dedicated partners, partners who have experience in this space, such as low job, as I would say. Um, but I think the advent of technology has a huge impact on this space and what we can do with 3PLs and how we can enhance the claims procedure so that it is frictionless um, and we take the pain out of the procedure. You know, 3PLs work with technology, you know, every day on their TMS or supply chain management, you know, systems. They can implement real-time tracking and monitoring, which obviously help them track shipments in real time. They can use digital documentation, which is hugely, um, it's hugely prevalent these, these days and it's come on a long way. And obviously an automated claims management system, such as Loachshot. Um, from our perspective, you know, automation primarily offers the possibility of a 24-7 service to customers without incurring the associated costs and issues of operating a fully staffed and dedicated offices. So, you know, the savings are there. Um, and I would encourage all the free PLs out there to um, look at your carriers, look at your claims management companies and test them against companies such as Loadshore and the automation solutions that, that we can offer. And if folks want to learn more about Loadshore, get in contact or, uh, you know, get in touch with you as well, what's the best way to reach out? Yeah, look at our, our website is obviously the easiest place, um, Um, You'll find all the information on there, all the contact points, and we'll happily arrange a demo, get our development guys to, to team up with you and answer all your questions. Um, everyone's all available at Loadshore and we're happy to speak to anyone. 
Perfect, Justin. Thank you so much. It reminds me when I go to the doctor. It's something you need. You need to have that safety, but at the same time, you hope you never have to use it too much. <laughs> exactly. You it's like it. a root canal at the root canal at the dentist. Okay, <laughs> you know, you know, you never want to have it, but if you do, you want someone who you can trust to, to handle it. You're right. If it's painless as possible. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. Thanks so much, Justin, for coming on and talking to us about uh, the importance of claims. Check them out for sure. That's going to be it for this fireside chat of 3PL segment. But stay tuned. We're going to have a lot of other ones as well coming up. If you do miss this recording live, you can also check it out at tv.freewaves.com.